0: and welcome to the NFL Down Under podcast. Uh, my name is Kenneth Zudemer, also known as Zoods, and I am joined by Brendan Bandwagon Torpy. And I I say this because as we sit here, um, we're on Skype looking across at him. He's wearing his Patrick Mahomes jersey. Like, goodness me, if you couldn't... It's the biggest bandwagon ever, so Brendan Bandwagon Torpy, how are you?
1: Hello, Zoods. Um- Good to see you until you just said that. But the fact is, I'm not a bandwagon of zoods because you, of all people, know how big a fan I was of the Chiefs <laughs> and Patrick Mahomes way, way back in the start of 2019. But um, yeah, like, well, that's a long time ago now. So, no, 2018, mind you, actually, 2018.
0: Oh, it's I'm so thinking. long ago. It's yeah. basically ancient history.
1: Well, it was, you know, I got onto him when he was just getting into the league, oh, mate. So. And I was telling you about how good he was way back then, and you were like, oh, not so sure. Yeah. Now, well, look, now look what's happened.
0: Yeah. Look, for the for the listeners out there, there is a reason he's wearing it. We are going to discuss Patrick Mahomes in this podcast, so fair enough that you're wearing the top tonight. Um, and I
1: love him. I absolutely love him. I'm well, happy, yeah. I'll happily admit that. Yeah.
0: Well, that's just, there is a bit of a man crush on, and that's fine, but all I'm saying is it's very convenient that you pick – the MVP to support and the reigning Super Bowl champions. Oh, what a coincidence! Oh, what an accident! Well, yeah.
1: that's just maybe I've just got a good nose for talent. <laughs> I don't know how I ended up hanging around with you. If that's the case, I was going to
0: say clearly that's not true. Um, <laughs> but we could argue about your poor choices uh, for a long time. Um, but we have some big news in the NFL over the last few weeks to discuss. Uh, So, like I said, we are going to touch on Patrick Mahomes. We're going to have a look at Cam Newton. But where I want to start is the big news that's been coming uh, out of the States at the moment, and that is to do with the Washington Redskins. Uh, For those that have been following the Redskins for a while, you may know that their name is somewhat controversial. uh, And that's to put it lightly. Uh, There has been calls for the last... 20 years for them to change the name because it's clearly it's insensitive uh to the native american people in the us um it'd be like us calling our indigenous peoples insulting names and then deciding to name a team uh after that disparaging uh stereotype almost Uh, but that's what they've done the redskins have been the name's been around for a long time um a lot of people saying look we don't have that association with it we have the association with the team and we love the team um and they've always they've grown up supporting the washington redskins they don't see it as a slur they just see it as a as the emblem of their team but this is the news and feel free to jump into talk if you've got anything else to add um, but this is the big news so last week their big sponsor fedex and fedex when I say big sponsor, they have the naming rights for the Redskins stadium. Um, so they, they uh, pumped in a heap of money, about $205 million in a deal running from, uh, I think it was 98 up until 2025.
1: Very long-term deal it is. It deserves, yes, yes.
0: It is. It's a massive long-term deal, um, but we still got five years to run. And on the back of the Black Lives Matter movement, Um, It's really nice to see that uh, some of the things that we talked about last week, there is actually being a change and people are starting to take more notice of these racial insensitivities. Um, And FedEx has come to the Redskins and said, you know what, being associated with the Redskins uh, name is actually damaging to our brand now. Um, We would like you to consider changing the nickname. And this happened last week. So this is, this is a big deal because they've been a partner for quite some time. It's not like they've just joined up and we're like, all right, it's part of our joining, we've got to change. No, 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 no. Now it's become not just a racial thing, um, which is why they're doing it, but it's also starting to impact their hip pocket. Uh, it's a money thing. So as much as we're saying, you know what, the, this is a step in the right direction, let's be very clear that this is driven by money.
1: And Zoods, so on that, the... So after FedEx reportedly went to Redskins Management and and, uh, urged them, if that's putting it politely, to change their name, Mm. it was less than 24 hours after that that uh, Washington formally announced they were doing a review. So I think while they may have said, we urge you, I think there was a very big threat there to withdraw significant funding and, as you say, unfortunately... um, Money, talk, money very much talks in this business. So, uh, yeah, they definitely put their foot down. But uh, I'll let you carry on there, zoos Interrupted. But uh, yeah, it wasn't oh, yeah. only. It wasn't only. Uh, it wasn't only FedEx either. It was uh, Nike and PepsiCo, both other it's... significant partners, uh, were quickly behind FedEx. So. Yes.
0: I think they may have even been in front. So as of last week, Nike actually withdrew all Washington uh, apparel from their stores, mm. which is a pretty big step. And like obviously, merchandise is a big earner for these NFL teams. Uh, so to have that access taken away, that's that's just a huge kick in the teeth. So that's already impacting their hip pocket. The other part which I thought was quite interesting is in a bit of the reading that I've done, and again, if I'm wrong, let me know, uh, you probably are probably uh, FedEx has the ability to cease their alignment with the Redskins before that 2025 contract date
1: mm.
0: so they can do it for um, I believe the term is just cause and for them to come out and say well um, because we view this as a, a slur on the uh, Native Americans that is quite likely to be seen as just cause regardless of the fact that they've already been partnered with them for about 20 years so, the Redskins at Washington sitting there going, uh, okay, suddenly all of our parallels gone, suddenly uh, our sponsors gone, and there's probably about $40 million remaining on that sponsorship, assuming it's paid year by year, so that's a lot of money that's going to change, and all of this change has come about, even with the owner, Daniel uh, Daniel Snyder, saying, you know, oh, we're never going to change the name. As long as I'm the owner of the team, we will always be the Washington Redskins.
1: Well, uh, apparently, Zoods, it was only – I was reading in the USA today. uh was only – only, but seven years ago, he did an interview with them, and he said we will never change, and he said you can put never in capitals if you want because we will never change it. So um, – yeah it appears never is now in this case but uh yeah yeah
0: 100 percent, and that's why money talks um the cool thing is is that now there's an opportunity for them to change their name Um, and i just want to quickly highlight uh, other things that there are other teams uh there's cleveland indians they're not looking at changing their name because they don't see it as a a slur whether that whether they like that term moving forward of Indian, clearly they don't. They prefer Native American. Uh, we'll see what that's, happens uh, there.
1: That's MLB baseball, that's just to MLB clarify baseball like that. Now on that on that on that Zoods, I was I, I thought about them uh, today actually, and mm. I just read that um, breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, no, I just read that um, they are open to consideration of changing that name. So I wouldn't be surprised if. Well, baseball, I got some huge issues at the moment. That's a different story. But, um, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if other uh, teams Of this ilk follow suit. I, I just want to add to Zoods. Um, we spoke a lot about uh, Roger Goodell's uh, Statement uh, in the last mm. episode in regards to racism and that uh, he will stand with players and stand with black Americans in making a difference making a stance when we all debated about it's easy to say those things actions are harder so they've got a lot to do but um i i have read rumblings that goodell and the nfl home office definitely uh put some pressure on the redskins to reconsider their name also um i think you can't come out and make that statement as a league and not have some sort of um Im- impact or uh, have your fingerprints over some of this uh, decision as well some of this uh, decisions has been made. so my hunch is that um, Roger Goodell has made a uh, made a bit of a uh, <clears throat> statement to the Redskins and said I think uh, seriously consider this because uh, the league needs to change their uh, their reputation on this so in my two cents, but i I would suspect that's definitely happened.
0: Uh, definitely. Um, and what's cool now is that uh, just like uh, in the NHL, the hockey, uh, Seattle has a team and everyone's debating the new name for that team. Uh, it looks like the Redskins are going to have a new name. Apparently, they've got a couple in mind, but obviously changing names name quite different. You have merch and sponsorship and all that kind of stuff. You have trademarks and patents, and you even have, like think about it, a website, just simply having the – uh, I don't know, ease of access and the marketing and all that kind of stuff for a new team. So if you're, it's it's going to be challenging. So it's not something you can do overnight as much as they would like to, um, because they are going to run into issues there. So if they came out today and said, yep, you know what, we're going to be the Red Tails, which I'll come back to in a moment, People are going to go out, buy the website, buy the domain name. They're going to buy all that kind of stuff, and they'll have to buy all that intellectual property back. So they're holding it close to their chest what it's going to be. Um, but one of the common names that they're looking at at the moment is to became, change their name to the Washington Red Tails, um, which is a military homage. Uh, so it's actually the first African-American Amer- military aviators in the U.S. in the armed forces were nicknamed the Red Tails. That's so a nice turn of events. Uh, Red Wolves has been uh, quite popular as a name. Um, and I'm just having a look at the other one. And the other really interesting one um, is the Washington Warriors. And that's because Dan Snyder actually tried to license that name uh, about 10 years ago uh, with little success, but it's something that people haven't forgotten. So, what it comes to. I don't know, but I'm really keen to see who this new what this new name is. I really want the Red Tails um, as an Essendon supporter. It'd just be a nice alignment. We could do some cool stuff there. <laughs> um, yeah, I know it's a long bow to draw, but that's what I'm hoping for. So,
1: well, that's a pretty long bow, but uh, yeah, no, no, not bad. I I did hear they I did read something that they would prefer to keep it starting with R. Is that right, Zoons? Because I think they've got uh some form of i'm not uh, some form of chant or slogan that's h-t-t-r and they would like to keep that but uh i don't know you're all over the names more than me
0: yeah um, they do have so, that uh, i fig- i forget what it stands for but you are correct that's that's what they'd like but if the overwhelming majority ask for something else well i'm sure sure to win out like We've seen ridiculous names. Toronto Raptors won because of a competition and they picked the Raptors because Jurassic Park came out. Like, we could end up with anything, but my money's on the red tails.
1: And to be a little bit cynical, I mean, Nike must be rubbing their hands together just going, ho, oh, oh, here we go. We can sell all of the uh, old merch, be part of this new design for the new logo and uh, name and just um, sell a heap more merch for all the uh, – all the fans that have to gear up on on the new logo and name. So, I Matt's mean, been very cynical. I know I shouldn't be, but uh, yeah, it's uh, as you well, say, it's, just, it's not something that can be done overnight. This and is there the are some
0: Funny. This, the <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, this is the small mindedness in you. Yeah, this is the small minded thing because you've got to think of inventory. They've really got inventory of – they're going to make a loss here of all the other inventory that they've already printed and got sitting there in crates and boxes in their warehouses. Now they've got to get rid of it. And in, in an uh,
1: – you know, I'm just saying it's
0: it's not going to be as great for Nike as you're hoping.
1: Zudes, please. I mean, we all know the Redskins have been a basket case for two years. As if they're going to have that much – in. like, as if Nike would have been manufacturing that much. And then, they're like, I'm um, sure there'll be some inventory, but I doubt they were they were running off the shelves. So they probably wound back production a little bit. Like,
0: but- yeah, I, I now have this image of like just a warehouse manager, and like the executives come in and be like, "All right, mate, get rid of all the stock." And he just looks around, takes off his cap, puts it in the bin, and is like, "Okay, I'm done." <laughs> That's the image I have in my head. But we we spent enough time talking about that. Where we really need to move now is to the big man, Cam Newton. Big Cam. Yeah, and oh. I thought it might be helpful if uh, you just gave a bit of a recap on Cam Newton and his background, just for our people who may have missed our first episode.
1: Yes, absolutely, Zed. So for those who missed it, in episode one, we touched on Cam Newton because he at that time was uh, without a job. And this Cam Newton uh, is a former MVP of the league. He was the quarterback uh, for, the, for Carolina, Carolina Panthers. Panthers. So in 2015, he took his side to the Super Bowl. Uh, they didn't win, unfortunately. But um, but Cam is a was a gifted, gifted player, and you don't win MVPs easy. Um, but since then, his career sort of derailed. I guess is uh, what what you would say happened. Um, the man was plagued with injuries. Um, so he was a, he was a brilliant quarterback. Um, and he was a little bit before my time in NFL, but his style of play was, I guess, um, similar in some ways to Lamar Jackson. He he brought a lot more running to the, uh, running to, to the position. He opened up so many options for his team. He was an excitement machine, but, uh, He just, he had a string of injuries, started with um, shoulders. Uh, He had two shoulder surgeries uh, in the last three seasons, and uh, he had a foot fracture that ended his 2019 season. So it just was an an horrendous run. Carolina were rebuilding. They didn't think that uh, Cam was, uh, that fitted their new image, their new team. Uh, And they decided to move on. They did not think that uh, they could spend the money on him. They they weren't confident how healthy he is. That's still a little bit of a question mark. Um, But, yeah, he's no doubt got talent, but it comes down to a healthy Cam mutant versus an unhealthy Cam mutant and what that is on on the market. So, um, but as we discussed in episode one, Looked at that stage with Brady moving to the Bucks, that could Cam Newton be fit at the New England Patriots? And uh, I believe, or definitely my words at the time, uh, Zuds were. Um, my heart says that yes, it would be awesome for him to go to the Patriots. But at that, but my mind was telling me that it just it just doesn't seem to fit the Patriots' way. It wouldn't seem to fit a Bill Belichick system. Um, he's got a very strong personality. Cam, he's a pretty eccentric sort of guy, um, and that probably doesn't marry up that way that well with a Bill Belichick. But as the Patriots so often do, they've surprised many within the league. They announced uh, a few weeks back that they were signing Cam to a one-year deal worth a maximum. Maximum, I'll get into some numbers, and this is going to be a little bit numbers, these next two stories, but maximum $7.5 million deal. including That's including incentives. But I, I want to say this deal is very complex because without incentives, his base salary is about $1.05 million. Still a lot of money, but in NFL terms, that is peanuts. Peanuts for a quarterback. Um, and it's actually close to the minimum wage in the NFL. Believe it or not. It's not bad. So, Oh, minimum so, wage,
0: a million dollars.
1: Yeah, well, I know, but that's NFL's talk. I mean, I wouldn't mind that. But, uh, but uh, I mean, you'd probably be on that when you're Zoods with all your degrees oh. and so. Oh, yeah, yeah that,
0: that'd be lovely in this uh, lovely COVID, um, which <laughs> has left me, how do I put this, as a man of leisure?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to bring that up, but, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Just... Uh, yeah. Right, in. Right. Thanks. Some, that's fine. Yeah, continue. Uh, some of us have to keep the economy ticking. But uh, um, yeah, so so sorry. Uh, so on that deal, one point oh five million. But it's the the deal is heavily weighted to Cam uh, getting the starting position and staying healthy, and that's where the incentives build in, which I'll go into a little bit more detail in a minute. But some in the league almost were offended that the Patriots could get a former MVP for that cheap. Um, so I was seen as a bit of a controversial deal, but the fact is Cam was out on the market and his options dried up and it looked like he might be left without a team, which was hard to believe um, in some ways, but given his history with injuries, I could see it happening, picked him up um, and the way they've got the deal structured in, uh, in my opinion, I just think from a Patriots aspect, it's win-win. I mean, they have picked him up for peanuts. He's making virtually no impact on their on their on their salary cap. Um, and the way the contract's structured, if he isn't successful, if he gets injured, if he doesn't beat out our man, no, Jared Stidham or oh, Stidham, oh, um, if he if he doesn't beat him out, uh, they virtually pay him peanuts in NFL terms, and they move on. They can move on uh, and just drop him. But if he recaptures some of that cam of old and starts to wind up and starts to open up options and he makes – he remakes the Patriots, um, well, you know, there could be a big ta- deal on the offer uh, deal for him next season. So I think it's a really smart move by the Pats. Um, they do this time and again. Um but there are question marks, and which we'll discuss. But what do you reckon, Zoods? You Ooh. probably think I'm being small-minded again, do? you? Well, it, it
0: seems to be the word of the day. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think I think there's a lot of considerations that need to be taken in, and like I've listened to a few things and I've read a bit, and yeah, everybody seems to be saying, "Wow, the Pats have done it again." Well, not really. Uh, you said the market had closed uh for cam and I think that's an understatement. Let's be very clear. nobody wanted cam. like I wanted to see him on a team. Don't get me wrong, I did want to see him on a team because he can be exciting um but basically every every other team signed players. Philip Rivers uh, got signed and he's father the time himself. um uh Andy Dalton got signed. he didn't have a great year. James Winston, who, thir- who threw 30 interceptions, got signed. They all got signed before Cam Newton, which tells you something. They don't trust him. Um, the only other team that could possibly have signed him now, after every other team has signed these not high quality, I'm trying to think of a nice way to put this, some questionable quarterbacks, was the Jags. And they came out and were like, Now, we're going to stick with Garner Minshew. Um, I think he was, uh, was, uh, what, second or a third round draft pick. Uh, He had an okay season last year, but he's young, and we don't want to have this ex-NFL MVP. Like, I'm not taking that away. He did that. But it's been five years since he's done that. And I decided, you know what, let me see, am I I missing something? Why are teams not picking him up? And, And this is what I think it is. His career completion rate is under 60%. So it means he just he just doesn't hit the target, which is going to be a really interesting fit when you compare him to Tom Brady, who was at the Patriots, fit perfectly into the Belichick system. And I, I've had the joy to go and watch page, uh, Tom Brady play, and he just marches down the field with pinpoint pass after pinpoint pass. Cam Newton can't do that. He's not good enough to do that. And you're sitting here thinking, okay, you're comparing him to uh, possibly the greatest quarterback of all time. Let's have a look at some of the stats again. We're going to do a few numbers. Mahomes, the current reigning MVP, he's averaging a completion rate of about sixty-seven percent. What a gun! He's a good player. We're coming to him. So I thought, all right, let's take a step down. Let's look. Let's look at an old vet. Let's have a look at Rivers. What's his career average? 65%. Hmm, That's still pretty good. Still well above uh, where old mate Cam is. And I thought, okay, let's have a look at someone who is not regarded as a good quarterback. Like, he's okay, but he doesn't have that. And I didn't aim for the worst either. I went with Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: Aye, he... that, whoa, that's, that's, that's harsh. Talking about a man who went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and how did he play in the Super Bowl? Yeah, well, he's a different style of quarterback suits, but yeah. Yeah, but yeah well, my point is
0: even he averages over 65% completion rate. So Cam Newton just can't hit a target. So they're going to bring him into the Patriots, into a system where they have typically marched down the field. That's not going to be great. So that's my first point. Then they have Jarrett Stidham. And they've been sitting there saying, no, 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 he is our quarterback, he's our quarterback, we're, f- we're strong on him, we believe he's going to do it, yep, 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 yep. And at this last minute, just before, you know, everything gets settled and sorted, they're like, actually, we're going to bring in Cam Newton. So if I am did him, I'm sitting there thinking, oh, maybe they're full of it. Maybe they don't trust me at all. They've brought in this other guy to clearly take my job. It means they don't have the confidence in me. They have set him and his development back. Like, he's been sitting under Brady. So now put him under Cam Newton. Do you think he's going to learn anything more from Cam Newton other than to be eccentric? No. So they... They've
1: set him back. Well, he might learn how to run a bit faster.
0: Well, yeah, it's true. Cam Newton does run. And this is what has made me think, you know what? Belichick's going to change the system. He doesn't care about throwing the ball this year. It's going to be a running game. That's all the Patriots are going to do is running game, running game, running game. So bringing in Cam Newton means absolutely nothing. They got him for nothing because nobody wanted him. It's not an amazing, wow, the Patriots have done it again. It's like, wow, I picked up that piece of trash off the street. Great. that's what it is it equates to that nobody else wants him so cool if he does well great but i'm not going to promote this as this is the greatest signing since sliced bread um this is not that it is a an interesting roster choice it's the only option that was left for cam look let's see what it comes of it but no i don't think this is the greatest signing
1: Oh, look, I wouldn't say it's the greatest signing, dudes, but in all honesty, you can't look me in the eye and say if they could pick up Cam Newton for that money and he was still sitting there on the market, I just don't see what the downside is. Like, I honestly mm. don't. Like, I yes, perhaps there's some internal but issues to make. Could have, well, yeah. Chicago
0: I mean,
1: she- could have
0: picked up yeah. Cam Newton. Instead, they've chosen to pay Nick Foles something like $17 million.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But that's Chicago. I mean, they've made some pretty <laughs> poor decisions. Okay. I mean, uh, they where's Trubisky. Andy Dalton playing? Hey, Trubisky? Trubisky. Yeah, they, yeah,
0: they did. Um, but at the time, he was rated quite highly. Andy Dalton got signed for more than Cam Newton.
1: Yeah. No, but that's very true. Like, they're good points you're making. So, are there, So are you suggesting everyone knows his health except the Patriots? I mean, is that what you're suggesting? I'm saying
0: that they thought it wouldn't be a bad idea to have another, another QB on the roster. Um, but I wouldn't expect much.
1: Yeah, I mean... I I just think the Patriots were clever about this. They sat and they sat and the market ticked on and they sat and they made all the messages they wouldn't go after him. And maybe they didn't at that point, but they must have looked and then thought, well, he's there. Let's put this offer to him. What's the worst that can happen? He gets, he has a. If he gets healthy, has a good run, then we get a bit of upside. I mean, I mean, maybe I'm viewing this too simplistically, but I just think if he's there, what and, and the Patriots are in that quarterback position where, let's be fair, there are a lot of question marks. I don't. A, a lot of people, why they might say, "Oh, Stidham's our man." There's a lot of question marks about whether he's going to have what it takes to, to, re um reignite the Patriots on after Brady's left. So. I mean, maybe this lights a bit of a fire under his ass, uh, under Stidham's ass, and maybe that's what they want to do as well. So, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like, in my opinion, I wouldn't say it's the greatest deal by any means, but I don't see that much downside for it. I think it's a classic Patriots buddy thing to do, where they come in and surprise the league. And then I'm sure, I'm sure the teams that when they announced it, and the money, I are like, jeez, maybe we should have done that. I'm sure there was, in in my opinion. Um, and in classic Patriots way, maybe he'll go on and have an awesome run. But who knows? But um, we'll see. I guess we're just agreeing to disagree here a bit, zoods, But
0: I'm excited about
1: it. I think, I think the Patriots are going to be a damn boring team. And by bringing Newton in, it brings some X Factor to the team at least and perhaps some more... I mean, I was not going to be interested in watching a Patriots game this season, whereas now I probably will be. So, I mean, there's at least that, as well as there's going to be more eyeballs on them, that's for sure.
0: That's true. And I just want to throw out, before we move off this topic, my last um, conspiracy theory about this, Um, I don't know that the Pats actually wanted him. But uh, you may have missed this because they did it quite cleverly, they, uh, they were also fined by the NFL for filming the Bengals' bench. Uh, and So they fined a million dollars and lost a third-round draft pick and just happened to announce uh, the signing of Cam Newton at the same time as the announcement came out. I'm saying this is a million-dollar way of covering up their own stuff. Um, just put it out there. That's an option. Happy to move on, but we'll see how this uh, all works out in the wash come... Uh,
1: Come the season, we won't delve into the Bengals thing too much, suits. But why on earth were they spying on the Bengals? I still can't <laughs> work that like, yeah, that's an Excellent. Were they
0: question. trying
1: to look at how to grow red hair off Andy like oh. Because the Bengals suck.
0: Yeah, oh, maybe it us, was so. um, anything that you're doing, we'll just do the opposite.
1: <laughs> oh, can just, uh, yeah, it's just a bizarre story, that one, but we won't go too much into it. Because, because dudes Oh, oh my man, Patrick. Yeah. Oh. Well, I'll oh. let you
0: take. I'll let you take the lead on this for a moment.
1: Um, uh, give me your best shot. Give me your best shot. Wow, number fifteen for the Kansas City Chiefs. The man that, that changed the NFL. Uh, well, he pretty much did. Oh. He has, in this point. He. Uh, so, Patrick Mahomes, in case you lived under a rock, uh, started with the Kansas City Chiefs 2018, replaced like Smith, absolute standout year in first one, over 50 touchdown passes, which was a record for a rookie. Um, and, yeah, as quickly proven that he's the best quarterback going around in the moment in the NFL. Um and the big news has been, and it's been lingering for a while, that, that what will this deal be when Patrick Mahomes signs his long-term deal? And everyone was like, it's going to be the richest deal in NFL history. The QB market, quarterback market has been doing silly things of late. Um, and it just looked like Patrick Mahomes was going to benefit hugely from that. But what came out, I think, even surprised those uh, that thought it was going to be rich deal. He has signed a 10-year, $503 million deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I'm going to get a little bit nerdy with this: how this deal is structured because when you look at NFL deals, you just see that $503 million deal, but what actually comprises that. So he, he is... Zootz, this is how good he is. No. He's the first half-billion-dollar player in sports history. How about that? That's, that's pretty amazing. But um, you don't look quite as excited as me, Zootz. Come on, lift. Um, just just so, sounds overpaid. <laughs> but it's a little bit more complex than just getting $53 million a season. And I thought, seeing as we want to be, be a little bit educational on this show to people new to the game, I thought it was a great example of how NFL deals are structured because uh, they can be quite complex. And I think some of the listeners might find it a little bit interesting. So maybe they won't do do you, Martin. But um, so in reality, the 10-year deal is a $450 million extension added onto his current rookie deal, which has got two years left to run and $27 million owing. So got that, got that math so far, suits. So basically, it forms a twelve-year, four hundred and seventy-seven million-dollar deal, plus plus twenty-five million dollars in incentives for winning the AFC Championship and the Super Bowl. So that's where you get your five hundred and three million. So then we get to what we referred to before on the podcast of guaranteed money, and that's what is so important in NFL contracts because, um. NFL careers can be cut short. On an average, they're not very long. So to sign a 10-year deal uh, has a lot of risk. Uh, but $63 million is fully guaranteed and straight up. Um, but I'm going to be more to the guarantees at the moment. So it comprises a $10 million signing bonus. The base salary component, I'll explain a little bit more. It's very it's heavily back-ended, ending in 2031. He finishes on $38 million a season uh, at the end. But initially, the deal, the, the, uh, <clears throat> the base salary is actually reasonably and relatively terms quite low, but it builds throughout the contract. But where the big coin is, is in this term that the, that, uh, the chiefs and the um, wizards in the uh, salary cap department have called a roster bonus. So that's effectively what Kansas have to pay just to have him on the roster. Now, I look at the numbers here. 2021, he gets nine hundred ninety thousand dollars in base salary. But guess what? He gets on a roster bonus. Dude, all uh, right, it's only like twenty million, isn't it? Yeah, 21, 21. <laughs> million. just to be on the roster. Um, and in one of those years, he gets fifty mil for just being on the roster. So that's where which year? Money, which year, uh, 2027. Will you be alive then? Or
0: <laughs> uh, <anyway. laughs>
1: so, 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 um, very complex deal. Also, has, comprises rolling guarantees, which is a big part of NFL longer term contracts. So, on the Thursday that he signed the deal, guaranteed 63 million. The third day. Uh, of March in 2021 he's guaranteed 103 million and it just rolls on from there so basically if he happened to get injured in 2023 he would still be guaranteed 180 million dollars of his deal so that adds security to him uh on the injury front uh which is what players look for on deals so it's an historical deal on many fronts there are a lot of complexities um so it's an eye-watering deal. Um, but the fact is, after this deal, Zoods, and if he stays injury, injury-free, injury now there's some questions about that because he had, he had a couple of injuries last year, um, he will only be uh, 31, I believe, after that deal ends. I, I'll double-check that. But that is extraordinary uh, when you think about it. And, and when we look at quarterbacks that are going around these days, uh, he could play for another five years after that if all goes well. So um, quite quite extraordinary on that front. But, Zoods, I know you're dying to jump in. Um, firstly, what, I are am. Um, what are your
0: thoughts? Well, my first thought is that Patrick Mahomes is 24 years old. So, again, just, just to show how much to trust Torpy's maths here. Sorry, you um, if you add 12 years, years to that... Just, he'll be 36 if you add 12 right. years to 24 he'll be 36 i was
1: digging around um, in my notes i thought it was you now it's 34 at the end of the deal so yeah thanks Subes.
0: yeah oh look I was just basic maths but anyway <laughs> um <laughs> it's it's a big number 503 million and i know it's not actually going to be 503 million um so including that all the incentives like we talked about it um for example um, there's a 1.25 million dollar incentive if he's named NFL MVP. He ain't going to get that every year it's just not going to happen um, and there's another 1.25 million if the Chiefs Chiefs read the Super Bowl that's not going to happen every year either so that 503 is not going to happen yep. um, So let's be very clear even the chiefs don't think he's worth 503 million because they know he's not going to hit these incentive targets so that's just not going to happen. But this is, this is where my big problem lies with everything. So he's been given this huge figure right on the precipice of a potentially cancelled season. Um, we don't know what COVID's doing. We know it's going insane in the US at the moment. People are out of work. Um, I think it was just announced, um, and I've only heard this third hand, I haven't looked it up, that Russell Westbrook tested positive to COVID-19. Uh, That's going to put the NBA uh, bubble, as they're calling it, into jeopardy. The season may not go ahead. So what that means is that they're not going to sell tickets. They're not going to sell merch, as much merch. Um, The economy is going to tighten up. So People aren't going to have those disposable incomes to spend on all that kind of stuff. So they're putting a huge investment at a time where they probably need to be tightening their belt straps a little bit. Um, So that kind of scares me a little bit for Kansas City. But what also scares me is that typically, when a player gets this type of deal, and we've seen it before, that becomes the new standard. So, for the next QB who comes through, so let's imagine that Jared Stidham is phenomenal this year and he's going to be, he wins the MVP and everything. He's going to come out and think, you know what? I need to get the same deal as Patrick Mahomes or better. And you know what? The market can't afford that right now. It just can't. I'm looking at this from an economic perspective. In the past, he might have made them $503 million back. Like, it's a lot, and it's a lot to make back. But I don't think they they can do that anymore. I don't think players can do that anymore. So I think they need to be a little bit smarter with their money. So if we break down his deal a little bit, let's imagine that I know it doesn't quite work out this way and all that stuff, but let's just envision that he's getting $45 million a year over the 10 years. That's just splitting it into 10. I know that's not how it works, but let's just imagine that. With that $45 million a year, he can actually buy an entire roster of players, an entire – no, not an entire roster, entire starting defensive unit and an entire offensive unit of quality players for the same money as he's getting paid. And when I mean quality players, you can include Lamar Jackson in that, Nick Chubb, Juju Smith-Schuster. Who else have we got? Joey Bosa, TJ Watt. You can afford all of these guys – just on the salary that you're paying Mahomes. That's madness. Um, Look, good player, great news. The deal's too much, wrong time. Um, Yeah, I I think they are going to be in some serious trouble in a few years' time. Um, Yeah, it's a bad deal.
1: Well, sorry, I'm just in shock here. I just woke up. Um, Look, I take (laughs) points about that. Take your points about the uh, about the money and the risk in the current economic times. That's that's very valid. Um, however, be mindful that uh, the NFL have signed some big TV deals of late. Uh, um, owners were very big on that. If you recall, last year in the uh, enterprise bargaining agreement with the players. There's some money locked away there for these organisations. Um, and so I think you wouldn't see a deal like this if they hadn't uh, locked away some of those contracts. Now, we live in a very different time now than we did then. So I agree on that point. And very likely the US is going to be in a recession for some time. So I agree on some of your points there, Zoods, But what I don't agree with is well, you, the market's been heading in a very – upward trajectory. We all know that. Like, we've seen uh, quarterbacks that have been making money well above what many would consider their worth. But I think Mahomes is going to be viewed as an outlier. Yes, he'll draw it up, but you're not going to be seeing Jared Stidham, for God's sakes, asking for a Patrick Mahomes money anytime soon, I don't think. Um, If he
0: performs at the same level as Patrick Mahomes, why wouldn't he not get that same money?
1: Who's going to perform like... Same level as Patrick Mahomes though on exactly. current. NFL, he's right? had
0: two good years. Two, years two two years does not make a career make. Does not make a career? Just ask Cam Newton. Just ask Cam Newton.
1: <laughs> well, I think he's more special than Cam. But um, but yeah, like there's some points there. The market will lift. Can it afford it? That's question. can we afford can teams afford it? That's very questionable. I still think for a guy like him, he was always going to sign an extraordinary deal. Yes, it'll raise the market. Um, But I I view it as what what choice did Kansas City have? Like, um, this this is a a once-in-a-generation player. You've got to agree to that, I think. And um, I'm actually a little bit surprised that Patrick and his agents didn't say, let's try and sign a shorter-term deal and still get really good value and then renegotiate again in three years uh, when the market's probably – well, I guess this is where the risk – this is where a bit of yours comes in. In If it was three years ago, I think that would have been the smart thing to do because the market was just heading in a, such a positive direction that he might have been able to sign a three-year, $45 million a season, $40 million a season deal – and then he could have come back in three years and upped that by 10 million a season or something like that. Um, so I think there's no doubt the chiefs probably preferred him to be on a longer term deal with them because in the long run, it probably saves them some money. Hard to believe, but uh, that's, that's uh, where I think the chiefs have lent a little bit in that. Um, so that's, that's interesting and let's remember that uh as i said he's only going to be how old is he going to be at the end suits 30 be 36 <laughs>
0: by the time he's done
1: <laughs> So when you look around 12 uh that's current... that's 36 No it's 12 years total on on including his current deal, suits Don't knock me up here it's 34 at the end of this deal. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's all right. You just stick with your maths and I'll stick with mine. You know, all right. the right well, stuff. Anyway,
1: well, the point is, he's going to be still, if he's, his body holds up, he could sign another deal at the end of this, which is extraordinary to believe. But, um, look, um, we are carry on here a little bit. Mahomes said he wanted to stay with Kansas City. Um, he seems like a pretty, from all uh, reports, he's a very loyal person. And why wouldn't you want to stay there? He's got Andy Reid, one of the greatest... uh, Andy Reid's their head coach. One of the greatest offensive minds in the game. You've got one of the greatest quarterbacks there offensively. Patrick Holmes, they're a perfect marriage. There's no need for him to move on. My biggest fear is for the Chiefs is inevitably when you sign a deal like this, and we've seen it happen with Russell Wilson, we'll see it happen with Lamar Jackson, is they're on rookie deals. They've been able to win a Super Bowl like the Seattle Seahawks did with Wilson, but then, inevitably, if you're such a talented quarterback, you sign a big deal, and that consumes a big percentage of your salary cap, and inevitably, they're going to have to let some talented players go now that this deal is in, uh, in motion, especially as it ticks on, they, they pay more and more money, um, and the overall team is not going to be as good as it is now. So that's where the risk lies. Now, they've won a Super Bowl. Maybe they'll win another one in the next few years while they've still got this unit with them. But inevitably, there'll be sacrifices made. And that's when the talent of, that, of Patrick Mahomes will really, be, will really be demanded to see if he can keep, that, keep those victories rolling for the Chiefs and keep those um, championships ticking over. So when you sign a deal like this, that's their biggest concern. In my mind, um, Kansas would have killed that franchise if they let Patrick Mahomes go, saying they couldn't afford him. He's a once-in-a-generation player. You can't let a guy like that go. You've got to make it work somehow. They've signed the deal. It was going to happen. Let's just admire the man he is, uh, Zoods.
0: Uh, look, I'm just a fan, fan of fiscal responsibility. Um, that That's what I put on my banner when I go to games uh, Look, it, it's done It's it's not the money ball approach that some of us want to see Because uh, I don't know that that works in NFL <laughs> quite the same um, but Yeah, it, it's done, that's what it is And we'll just uh, have to watch it closely over the next 10-12 years To see whether it works out well um, but I think that kind of brings us to the end of our podcast for today. Um, what we will be really interested to see over the next few weeks is any decisions on the NFL season, um, training dates, camps, all that kind of stuff, what's actually going to happen, what's going to be cancelled with COVID. Uh, we know that the NFL is quite aggressive in what they want and they're probably – look unofficially they're probably willing to take a risk on a few players um, contracting COVID in order to get the season up and running let's wait and see but yeah it'll be a really interesting time over the next few weeks
1: absolutely and we haven't touched on that much but we'll keep working on that and we did mention at the end of our previous podcast that we We want to have a bit of a series that focuses on some other uh, things in depth. We talked about the NCAA, uh, violence in the NFL, some other aspects. We haven't forgotten about that. We're still uh, looking to do that. Um, But we just couldn't avoid with these these big news items. We wanted to step back from that for one episode, concentrate on this. Um, Basically, I pleaded with food that we talked about Patrick. And uh, he let me. So... um, (laughs) No, but we wanted to touch on, obviously, the Redskins, Cam Newton, Mahomes. They're all big news stories, but uh, we'll also get back into some of those more in-depth things in time. So I think that wraps us up, suits. Thank you very much for your insight and your math. Um, it was very helpful for me. Uh, it's my small mindfulness, so I'll remember that. Uh, so, uh, yes, we'll, um, we'll see you next time in the NFL, Dan, on a podcast. Thanks for listening.